Good morning, Lansing. It's Saturday, it's 9 a.m., and the pet experts are in the building. This is the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS and 1320WILS.com. Now, here are your hosts, Rick Pruce and Lee Cohen. Welcome, pet keepers, to this week's MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. I'm your host, Lee Cohen, here with my co-hosts, the pet experts themselves. First, we have Rick Pruce from Pruce Pets. Welcome, Rick. Hey, Lee Cohen. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. Thank you. And joining us this week again, we have Dr. Will Schultz from the Schultz Veterinary Clinic. Welcome back to the studio, Doc. Good morning, Rick and Lee. Let's have some fun today. Oh, it's always a fun conversation. Before we get to this week's show, though, I've got a comment about last week's show because, Rick, your daughter decided to post a picture of the future home of the Constellation Cat Cafe. Yeah. And, oh, my God. God, I cannot believe the response that that picture has gotten on uh, Facebook. It has been enormous. Yeah, and yeah. it just tells me that, you know, sometimes we might underestimate the degree of passion of the public when it comes to the topics of cat cafes, cat adoptions, and cats, period. Yeah, and, and there's, there's going to be just a tremendous amount of positive energy in that corner. I mean, like nothing ever experienced before. It's just amazing. And I think, you know, from their location, which I'm sure they thought long and hard as to where they are currently and, you know, what they had as their option. And this one, I just think that public is going to be much more exposed. And it seems so fitting to have them in Old Town as part of their overall effort. Because if there is one thing about Old Town, it's filled with passion. Yeah. And energy. Kelsey and has energy. a huge amount of energy. Yeah, That lady is going to do a phenomenal job there. Yeah, that was, a, I think, the first exposure you had, uh, Dr. Schultz, of, uh, of the ca- uh, Constellation Cafe. Yeah. Cafe. What, what did you think? Well, I'm not being a coffee drinker at all. <laughs> so yeah. I never go there. But it's, a, it's just a brilliant idea. And we, and we discussed the ability for people with allergies to be able to go sit and watch, which is a big deal. A lot of, in my practice, lots and lots of people had issues with cat allergies. And they would come in our office because it's a dog and cat clinic and have problems. But there, she has this, the cure for it. They're behind a glass wall. So you can sit there, have your coffee or whatever, uh, take your kids there, or go in the room and visit them. It, it's, it's a brilliant idea. Well, uh, this week, we're going to have um, uh, another business that uh, people may not know about and I think they need to know about, uh, especially if you have a dog by your side. Right. Lee, do you want to talk about that? Oh, sure. We're going to talk with Sarah Alguire, who has been a frequent guest on this show. And a couple of years ago, she started up the Click Positive Family Pet Center in Okemos, and she is teaching dogs a variety of different things to be able to do. But the reason I wanted to talk to her today was because a friend of mine I was talking to was taking his dog to training to become a therapy dog. And for a lot of people, there's a lot of misunderstanding about what's a service dog, what's a therapy dog, how are they different, how is that different from the AKC obedience training programs that they've got, and what is the certification stuff, and all of this. And the truth is, what Sarah knows is that animals 
help people as much as people help animals. And if we can train them to do the right things, they can make people's lives better. Not every dog is a therapy dog. Not every dog can do these things. But most of the dogs have trained properly. And the commitment, as the big one we will be talking about, is the client owner commitment to train the dog. And you make a commitment to raise your children. You make a commitment to raise your dog. And doing these trainings with a dog makes you and the dog together. It, it, it's, it's a bond that's even better than just having your dog throw a ball for it in the backyard. Um, well, and, it, and I think, uh, you know, one thing that her business can do is what's your goal? What's your idea right. in having a dog? And then she can meet that goal, whether right. it, whether you want to kind of put yourself into a situation where you're going to a retirement center, whether you need a dog to assist you on everyday actions, or if you just want a dog that's around the house and not causing trouble. To go on a walk with you and not break your back when you're going on the walk. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, and today we've also got with us, uh, I guess we, we didn't need to ask her for proof, but she brought the proof of what she can do. She's got Sharon Kremsreiter coming in with her Samoyed Toby. And Sharon, this is her fifth therapy dog. And she's going to talk a little bit about the experience and what she does and what it's like. And it's going to be a terrific show for anybody who's out there. And if you want to figure out if this is right for you and your dog, not only will you hear some of that, but these are great people to talk to about it and get advice from. So that's the show we've got this week on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Welcome back to the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show, your number one source for information on taking care of your pets. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen. We're back here with the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And Rick and Doc, we have with us here in the studio a returning guest. It's Sarah Elguire, who is the owner of Click Positive Family Training Center, which is located on Grand River in Okemos. Sarah, welcome back to the show. Thanks for having me back, Lee. Oh, it's always a pleasure to have you here, especially when we want to talk to people about training and specifically some of the different kinds of things that they can do with their animals that maybe they haven't even thought about. But you can help them with whatever it is they want to turn their dog into. But to begin with, let's talk with you about what you do at Click Positive. For people who haven't been there, who don't know about it, tell them about what an experience is like when you go there. What kinds of things are you offering? Click Positive Family Pet Center is sort of an outgrowth of what started out as just me. Um, Now it's me and about six other people. We are offering um, day training in our puppy preschool um, program. We have group classes, both obedience. We work with a lot of dogs with big feelings. And um, I'm also teaching uh, therapy dog classes, service dog classes, and we are slowly but surely moving into fun Classes like dog sports, rally, freestyle, um, some really fun outdoor leash walking classes. Sounds like everything fun that you might want to have or serious that you might want to have your dog perform, right? 
we're trying to be, you know, not one stop shop because we have some really wonderful and talented competitors out there who are doing some really fabulous classes at other training centers, too. But we um, we're trying to offer the east side pet owner a variety of activities that they can um, engage with in their dog engage with their dog with not enough coffee this morning so, <laughs> so, so in Okemos, you're the, the the dog gravity force right everybody's going to congregate there now let people know where you're you're talking about where if i'm driving down grand river through Okemos, where will i find you Unfortunately, you will find us behind a whole lot of orange cones from barrels right now. Um, well, we that side. You just got to get them all directing you to you. No, yes. I was going to say that could be anywhere. Yeah. Um, we're at 1858 West Grand River. Um, we're in the Grand Center um, Plaza there. Um, we have some great neighbors. Mertz Meets. Um, the Goodwill Drop-Off Center is there. Um, we have Framers Edge and also Sherwin Williams, so um, it's a great it's a great place to be. Um, Cones. Um, it, it's aside. a good location, uh, right right in on the north side, right there in the center of everything in Okemos, and I imagine uh, you service you know very well Hazlitt, East Lansing. That seems to be your your pole area, I would assume. Um, Hazlitt, East Lansing, Williamston. Um, I actually, I have a few people coming in from Elsie and a couple coming in from Saginaw and Midland right now. Awesome. So, awesome. Um, That's your reputation speaking to you. There. Yeah, right, right. I mean, if, if people are going to drive that far, it, it's got to tell you that they specifically want what you guys are offering. So let's talk about the types of duration of these classes because for some people oh i'd love to take my dog to obedience school but i just don't have the time and the commitment to do it and that's really not an excuse is it oh i hate to be that judgy lee (laughs) well but you know life is life is life is difficult but there are different um, ways that they can do training absolutely we you know if you if you just don't have Good training takes time, perseverance, and repetition, 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 especially when we're working on things like obedience skills. So if you don't have the time to do some of that, you know, we do have the day training options. Um, If your schedule is busy and you can't make a class, then we have private training options. Um, Our group classes vary um, in length. We have an upcoming... um, counter surfing class that's just going to be two weeks um, my class for dogs with big feelings aka reactive dogs is 16 weeks and um, you know people when when they're at that point with their dog um, are willing and able to commit that amount of time our puppy classes vary from six to eight weeks and our um, service dog and therapy dog classes um, vary six to eight weeks depending on the topic and your class schedules that you have are they midday day weekend nighttime what do you have a little bit of everything We're not doing a lot of day classes in the in for group classes right now. Um, 
because we've got our puppy school going, but we keep looking at that and um, trying to decide if we think it will work or not. And your private classes that you do, do you ever go to people's homes? Yes. Good. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just curious, uh, you've been in business, I'm going to guess four years, three years? Mm-hmm. I don't think it's been that long, has it? It seems out. The, the, Maybe not. Um, the pet center just had its second anniversary. Okay, okay. okay. And, and then... From going in and opening the door to where you're at today, how is it similar and how is it different than your vision that you had for this center? Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> I guess Rick gets the tough question. Yes. Of the week. Good one today. <laughs> I guess the best thing I can say, Rick, is that it really has um, helped me grow a lot of respect for folks like you who have been small business owners for many years and made it work. Um, There is a tremendous amount of joy in it and um, in being able to see the dogs and the human beings grow together and build their relationships. It's it's a lot of work. It's a lot of sacrifice. I've I've noticed as I've listened to you over the year or two, um, you bring a lot of people in with you. And I think that's definitely the, the 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 markings of somebody that under that that's understanding and learning what business is all about because it is all about community it's all about finding resources that can actually facilitate what your vision was you know going into it and so hats off that you're able to make this kind of not just a community place for dogs but for people that are willing to share their expertise with mm-hmm. dog owners you know so i hats off to you well, the word family in our name is there for a reason, right. and that is our mission statement. Would you, would you say that that a lot of times is the issue that people have where you can get your dog trained, but if it's only one person who always does all the training with them, but the dog is hanging out with other people in the family who aren't following the same things that you're teaching in training class, that can confuse uh, the dog a little bit or make it tougher to keep them trained. Is that fair to say? Oh, absolutely. Um, some of my favorite classes right now are um, my family classes and watching the kids actually sometimes surpass their um, parents in their level of training skill and go from being slightly or very much afraid of their puppy to being confident dog handlers. That's um, that's probably the best part of the job, actually. And the good news, two years in, although you did have the experience prior prior to this, uh, you're starting to see the results of that. You know, uh, mm-hmm. it takes it takes maybe the first year you're seeing a lot of struggle. You know, trying to figure out you know what to do, how to do it, and then the dogs are only learning. Now they've learned some stuff, so. Uh, I imagine that's that's a little bit more rewarding going back home. I think I've learned the most, um, <laughs> but yes, it is. It training is about relationship. It's about the relationship between the human being and and the pet, and that's the part that's exciting. Is when you see that communication between an animal and and their person click. And you're, when you're doing this, this is bringing back my life in my office, um, I would have, like, say, a husband and wife or a couple in the room. 
and you would ask somebody, well, which leg is sore in the dog? And they'd go, right, left, right, left, <laughs> right, left. Now, are you in the front of the dog or the back? No. So when you have a family and you're doing your work, do you have these little domestics where the, the, the wife tells the husband you're not doing it right or the child tells the parent? Do you, do you see that disturbance? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I, I use my background in family therapy oh, quite yeah. a bit in dog <laughs> training, actually. Yeah, that's good. And, and I think, honestly, that sounds that speaks louder than anything in your entire yes. conversation today is your back training and you know, uh, understanding people. Because I would imagine that once you understand the techniques of dog training, 90% of your effort is understanding people and how to work with them to cooperate and believe, trust. Trust is a big issue. Yeah. So is is the dog the easy part? Usually, oh, it is. <laughs> well, they've said I've I've heard people say that we're not training dogs; we're training people yeah. <laughs> how to be with dogs because the dogs are usually not the problem. Exactly. It's the yeah. people who are managing them. Well, we're two different species, and we're two different species who, even though from an evolutionary perspective we've been together a long time, I would say that dogs understand us still much more thoroughly than we understand them. We still want our dogs to be human beings, mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. and they're not. No, they aren't. Now, in the conversation, you were talking about the different types of training. And, and one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on the show is because I was talking with a friend who found himself having a very well-domesticated dog and he had time on his hands and he wanted to do some good in his community and so he ended up taking his dog to be trained to do therapy work and uh, it made me curious about how do people go about getting their dogs trained for therapy or service work and in talking with you leading up to the show we were talking about there's a difference between those things, and I don't know if everyone understands the distinctions that exist between therapy dogs and service dogs. Can you talk about that a little? Yeah, absolutely. It is very confusing. I spend probably the first five to 10 minutes of any conversation when I get calls about, I would like my dog to be a therapy dog, or I'd like my dog to be a service dog, just um, sorting out exactly what the, the person's expectations are because we don't a lot of times have a really good idea of the difference. A service dog is specially trained to um, in tasks that are going to help someone who, um, who has a disability navigate the world um, more successfully and more easily. For instance, um, I, I have a, a, a woman that I'm working with now who's hard of hearing and we're working on her dog alerting her when somebody comes up behind her. Um, we're working on the dog taking her to the source of a sound. Um, her dog's already learned because she's got some back issues as well. Uh, her dog has already learned to take her wash out of the um, washer, put it in um, the basket, and then take it out of the dryer as well. Um, that's what a that's service dog awesome. does. 
Um, I want one. I just, yeah. want to, I, just, I just want to know when she goes out in public and somebody goes, um, do you have something on your shoulder? They're just a little dog spit. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe a sock. Yes. Or a sock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And so those dogs are very highly and specially trained. And if you, if you get one from from a um, organization that that trains them, they're going to be twenty five to thirty five thousand right. um, dollars. You know, she and I are working together, and she's self training her dog. And for the few people that have the intestinal fortitude to do that, um, it is a great option. Wow. A therapy dog, on the other hand, is. Um, I, I would suggest that we need to bring therapy dogs on the other side of the island. Yeah, why don't we take right. a quick break here, and when we come back, we'll talk about therapy dog, and then we'll get into some of the training issues related to it. We're talking with Sarah Alguire, who is the owner of Click Positive in Okemos, and we'll continue right after the break on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. Here are your hosts, Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen. It's 935 and we're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And we've been talking this morning about dog training with Sarah Elguire, who is the owner of Click Positive Family Training Center in Okemos. And Sarah, we were talking about uh, the difference between therapy dogs and service dogs. Before we move on to therapy dogs, there was something about service dogs that you wanted to discuss, Doc. Yes, so we were talking during the break about uh, service dogs for seizure, people with epilepsy and people with diabetes. And that there was some work before that was being done. If your blood sugar dropped too low, maybe the dog could alert you to this. So that's what we were going to talk about. Okay, yeah. Um, I what I was what we were starting to talk about before we came back is um, the the differences and what do dogs who are trained as seizure response dogs and diabetic alert dogs and what what do they do? Um, diabetic alert dogs are trained to um, they 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 alert to the smell change in their human. Um, when their blood sugar drops. Um, with, with people that have seizures, they're essentially finding that they're doing, that's the same thing. We used to, we used to think that a dog could only be trained to respond to a seizure and not necessarily alert to a seizure. Um, but as with any, you know, any other science in dog training, we're constantly doing research, and I was just reading some research yesterday where they're finding that um, the reliability of dogs being able to smell the difference and alert to their human's change in body chemistry prior to a seizure is actually greater than um, with diabetic alert. Um, diabetic alert dogs tended to do much better in like the training situation, but not necessarily as well um, out in the real world. And I'm finding that with, um, I have two clients right now that we're training 
seizure alerts and seizure response. And um, both of those dogs are now at the point that not only are they responding, but they're, they're picking it up. We had an incident a couple of weeks ago where we were working at class and um, the dog let me know right before um, her um, or his his human started to have a seizure. And when you're training these uh, this type of dog, do you assist them in finding, are these purebred dogs you're using? Are these mixed breed? I had worked before with uh, uh, some people that did some work were like cadaver work and most of their dogs were all pound dogs, but they were, they picked dogs with certain traits to start with. Are you picking a dog or do they already have a dog that you're trying to work with? You know, un- unfortunately, <laughs> um, we, I find that mo- by the time people come to us to want to self-train their dogs, they have already picked their dogs. And that generally makes things harder because not every dog was meant to be a service dog for one, and certainly not every dog was meant to um, to detect changes in a human's body chemistry. Um, well, that there being... are certain breeds that have noses exactly. that are just phenomenal as puppies and that can find anything anywhere. And then there's other dogs. Uh, you throw the ball. One, they don't even see the ball. They right. can't smell the ball. They can't find the ball. I'm like, okay. Yeah, they're smart. They're they're all di- they all have different traits. Yeah, and, but they can surprise you. Um, I have have a doodle student who, in the back of my mind, I thought mm, this dog's never going to make a service dog. And last last week. He he went and got my student's husband, um, brought him back to where his wife was having a seizure, and laid down in the perfect position to keep her from um, rolling onto her back. Um, so they they do surprise you. I'm Amazing. so proud of him. So then then as you go to therapy dogs from this, your therapy dog training is very different from your service dog training. Absolutely. Um, Therapy dogs are trained to to go visiting. Um. (laughs) I love it. We're having a a visitor in the room today, by the way. Yes. Um, With, you know, with their handler, they visit hospitals, they visit schools, they visit retirement communities, they visit... um, um, memory care courtrooms. Yes, they vi- they visit courtrooms. Um, they visit um, crisis sites. Um, sounds like a you know there's a whole any environment where there's a lot of energy and an energy that can get kind of out of hand, so to speak, or at least is out of control because of well, court or even yes. school, even schoolroom situations. <laughs> you know, um, and and that's what the dog's function is: is to kind of go into an environment and change the energy. Yeah. Fair enough? Um, I, I would say that's a part of it. Okay. Um, you know, a, ser- a service dog is, is trained to be focused on one person. Yeah. Um, a therapy dog needs to be the kind of dog that can go into a situation um, and want to seek out human contact 
basically regardless of of what's going on. Yeah. Like yeah. an ambassador. Yeah. Yes. You know, they need to love people. We don't want them to love people too much because mm-hmm. they do need to be able to um, moderate their own enthusiasm. <laughs> and for some dogs, my um, my dog who recently passed would have been a phenomenal therapy dog, except that she loved people too much and I never could get her to the point where she could moderate that enthusiasm if you liked her she was going to be right up in your face no matter what and we worked on it and worked on it and even though she absolutely loved everybody regardless um it she was never able to get to that point of just calm hi how are you like we have right, with here. with toby so i have a lot of over the years many many clients would come in with their dogs and a lot of them you knew immediately this wasn't going to be a therapy dog at all right but you would get the ones in the room and you go like your your dog is very very gentle it went around it said hi to everybody in the room but it didn't spend too long with anybody so i have this dog how do i reach you to have my dog trained as a therapy dog if I want to do this? And how do we let people know that there should be dogs out there to do this? And you're looking for dogs, right? This this community has um, a really nice, um, a nice um, community of groups that are doing therapy dog visits. Um, or comfort dog visits in the case of um, Buddy's Pals. Um, we teach the the therapy dog preparation classes at our center, um, but it really starts out from the very beginning. When you get a puppy, you want to do a really good job of socializing that puppy to sights and sounds and people with funny hats and you know all of the different and beards, beards. yes Don't forget beards. And, and beards we had a, a dog that was a rescue dog and somebody came to our house with a beard and it was a golden and he was going to eat this person and uh, we had never he'd never been exposed to a beard before and it's the weirdest things that will set dog and you see yeah. that yeah. yeah it's just crazy it'll set them off yeah and um, then after that they were the best friends but at the start it was like whoa there's something's wrong Tell us about our visitor here today. Yeah. Well, this is this is Toby. Um, Toby came with us um, with my friend Sharon Crumbsrider. Sharon is one of the um, the 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 most experienced therapy dog handlers that I've had the um, the joy of knowing, and I brought them with me because. Um, Lee had asked to have somebody speak to um, the experience and, of handling and what a dog. you can't see is Sharon has a great big white fluff ball, <laughs> and she is into white fluff balls for many years. Well, yeah. and that white fluff ball, just we're talking about beards, it they kind of the match. dog loved me. Well, yeah. we'll, well, we'll hear we'll hear about that coming up in about a minute. But before we do, just as a last question, Sarah, just so I know, how what is the difference briefly between the AKC good citizen training and therapy training? Are they about the same, or is there a little bit more of a distinction? And again, we've only got about forty five seconds. Okay. 
your dog can be an AKC canine good citizen and not be an appropriate candidate for therapy. Okay. So you do need to figure out that distinction. Absolutely. Just, just being a well-behaved dog does not naturally incline it to be a great therapy Correct. or service dog. Correct. Fascinating. Thank you so much for coming in and joining us. It's always a pleasure to see you and we wish you the best of luck in continuing to grow your business. Uh, we appreciate the wisdom you always bring to us. We've been talking with Sarah Alguire and right after the break, we're going to continue the conversation. We're going to talk about that white fluff, that white fluff ball uh, with the white fluff balls owner and uh, handler, Sharon Crimsrider. And we'll do that right after the break on 1320 WILS. Rick Bruce and Lee Cohen had to step out to go water some fire hydrants. But they're back now on the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show on 1320 WILS. We're back here with the Mid-Michigan Pet Expert Talk Show. And for this segment, we have with us here in the studio a returning guest from a long time ago, uh, Sharon Kremsreiter. Welcome back to the show, Sharon. Thank you. Now, Sharon, the reason we wanted to have you is because when we talked with Sarah about therapy and service dogs, I asked her, do you know of anyone that could also come on to talk about the experience as the handler, as the trainer? Talk about what the experience has been with you with Toby. Why did you do it and what has been your experience since? Toby is actually my fifth therapy dog that I've trained. Um, I can't even remember how far back I started. Toby and I have gone primarily to assisted living. Uh-huh. And, meet- and for, for those that are, are listening but not seeing, uh, I assume yes. Toby's a Samoyed? Yes. yes. Toby is a Samoyed. She's a five-year-old female. Um, she has obedience and rally titles, um, trick dog. Mm. She's a UKC champion. and You can't just, throw that out there. What tricks does she do? My husband made, he took five-gallon buckets and filled them with dirt and then put a wood platform on top. Uh-huh. And he has a whole row of them. They walk on those. She does the teeter. She does the dog walk, some agility stuff. Uh-huh. Um, what else do you do? <laughs> I, she looks cute. I'll there, tell you that. There are, we have we have several dogs, so they all do something different. Yeah. But uh, that's great. Now, when it comes to this therapy work, was it Toby's idea or was it yours? She, <laughs> my previous dog passed at seven, and we had been going consistently every week to this this assisted living. I asked them if it was okay. She wasn't certified at the time, but they knew me. And I asked if it was okay if I brought her in for the residence. And uh, we just went on from there. She just, she was just certified last year. And, and what, she what, loves it. What level or what exactly do you need to get your dog certified? They need to have some, they have to be under control. So with my dogs, they have obedience training. They sit, they lie down, um, you know, basic obedience, um, exposure to all sorts of things. We take them to Home Depot on a regular basis. Kids' day is excellent. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Expose them to children. 
Um, She's always welcome at Bruce Pets. There's a lot of distractions yeah. there. <laughs> we'll have to bring her over. All right. <laughs> and do you? What, what was the? Um, was your previous dog a Samoyed as well? They've all been Sammies. So, yeah. so when you went in with this one, were there many that thought that it was the same one? At first, yeah. At first, yeah, but um, I was thinking of Lassie. You know, yeah. No, they um, <laughs> they they all ask about her when I can't make it. Yeah. I've taken her puppies in. I've taken her niece in. They're all in line to become therapy dogs. But they have to go through the obedience, and they have to have their energy controlled. And then who who gives you the rating? Where do you get the rating from? The uh, for therapy dog, mm-hmm. we go through Love on a Leash. Okay. Um, Love on a Leash, you are supervised for ten visits to make sure that the dog is a good candidate and you are a good handler. Then you're evaluated. And certified. Great. Well, I, I will be the first to say for people who have never seen a therapy dog in action, I remember sitting in a senior care facility waiting for an appointment, and there was a woman who was sitting in the lobby with me who was a patient there, and I didn't know if she was sleeping or if she was just out of it completely. But then a service dog came walking in and came walking up to her. And it was as if all of a sudden a switch had been flipped and she came to life and loved this dog. And then it was amazing because as soon as the dog was taken away to go to somebody else, it flipped Mm -hmm. back the other way. And I, I still to this day, this was like 10 years ago, and I will never forget that look and the amazement that I thought never really understanding what we always talk about, that human-animal bond. But that was an unbelievable example of it. Is that what you see? I do. Um, One of my first dogs I took to the uh, rehab on Dobie Road, Mm -hmm. and they said, well, we'd like you to go to the memory care unit. I thought, oh, great. You know, what what am I going to do in memory care? And the dog that I had at the time... If you if you started petting her and you stopped, she'd let out a yip, a bark. I says, she's going to do that. Well, that's okay. That'll wake them up. Perfect. They'll get a reaction. So we did that. And we go over to um, another memory care now with, with her. And the same experience you had. They may be almost comatose, and they feel that fur. That, that head on their knee, and they start petting, and it just brings, brings um, Definition a Definition of a wake-up call. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Literally. The yeah. people at assisted living, we meet in a commons. We're all sitting around, and she goes from one person to the next. You just spend a couple minutes with this person, then another person, and just make her rounds. And um, there's one lady that absolutely adores her she'll go belly up so this woman has to lean over which is probably good stretches her and uh, gives her belly rubs now based on your experience having done this is this something that you would recommend to a lot of people how do people know if this is right for them and for their dog to even get with because obviously there's a level of commitment involved in responsibility you have to know your dog 
Mm-hmm. You have to know your dog. Toby loves people. The, the breed. The breed loves people. That, I think that's the most important thing. What was interesting today is when Toby walked in the room, uh, before we basically greeted, Toby went to every single person. Well, spent a lot more time with Rick. Yeah. Yeah. But anyways, <laughs> but, but Toby did, did give us all the little hello and hi and how are you. Yeah. And um, it, it's interesting what it does for your physiology, your brain, your, your blood pressure, um, Dogs just have that ability to calm people down, and if you're and if you're not upset, mm-hmm. they still are. It's a calming factor, mm-hmm. and it's a love. It's an unconditional love. Yeah. yeah. Now, now, I'm forgive me for asking this question because it's out of left field. But last week we were talking about cats. Do they have the oh. similar capability, or is this really an excuse? Uh, an exclusive yeah. place for dogs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, they're going to interact in an environment differently than a dog. Right. Uh, we take animals to assisted care facilities uh, all the time, and it's it's amazing even just bringing in Fred the tortoise and, and how people <laughs> connect with Fred the tortoise. And, you know, the, na- nature is amazing in all of its aspects, and certainly dogs are probably – number one as far as how people connect and yeah. and have made them part of our you know human infrastructure but all of the animals that we tend to work with have that way of bringing us connected to nature to you know living organisms that are something different than ourselves and something that it oftentimes has no judgment and so as a result you know that fascination we have with that life form as well as the the um, not only the fascination we have with that life form, but just our feeling of being connected to something mm-hmm. without judgment. They, I was reading about uh, touch. People that live in uh, retirement, assisted living, memory care, unless they have family members that spend a lot of time with them, or a caregiver that spends a lot of time with them. They don't get the touch. So when they're handling, petting, they're getting that experience. Right. That is is the perfect way to end the show. Absolutely. Uh, (laughs) Because we are out of time. Yeah. Uh, We are. But we want to thank you for coming in, Sharon. We want to thank you for coming in, Sarah. It's been a pleasure to talk to you. And on behalf of our producer, Bruce Warner, and Dr. Schultz and Rick Bruce here in the studio, this is Lee Cohen wishing all of you a great weekend, a great weekend. We'll talk next weekend on the MidMichigan Pet Expert Talk Show. Meantime, please, please take good care of your pets. Have a great week, everyone. <laughs>